What's up, NFL fans? Connor McCarthy here with my co-host, as always, Blake Pace, here to talk to you about another week in the NFL. I know it's the offseason, but there's plenty of topics to get into, even though I know Blake wants to start off the show with his uh, typical number show. Yeah, I know. same thing as always. We got the, the Michael Jordan, LeBron James episode. We're on episode 23. Any 23s you can give me. <laughs> Please tell me you can give me... You gotta give me this one. This one. Give me your Redskins guy. Give me your Redskins guy. Ten Christophs. years. Oh, ten years. Yep. Yeah. Don't. Mm. D'Angelo Hall. Yeah. Yeah. D'Angelo Hall. I was about yeah. to say that's probably the only Redskin that's been on the team for ten years right now. Yeah. And he's a free agent anyway, so. Oh, he's free agent this year. Yeah, he's a free agent. Oh, he's getting kind of. Yeah, he is old. He's on these one-year deals now. He's getting. He's, he's going down to the end of his career at this point. Yeah. Well, D'Angelo Hall. Uh, Let's see. <laughs> Once again, I'm ill-prepared for these. We talked about him the other week when he played for the uh, 49ers, but playing for the Colts, also a free agent. Frank Gore? Frank Gore has wore uh, 23 since he's been with the Colts. Man, you know what? It's a it's a good year for, you know, 23s is, like, great for the NBA, but, you know, there's not much here in the uh, in the whole... It's kind of a strange number, in my opinion, you know. In the whole world of... Uh, Sorry, I had to fix the mic there. I think we're good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not that big um, in football, so I'll just run through the names. Um, Terrence Newman, uh, Mike Mitchell. 39-year-old cornerback. Yeah. Um, Chris Conti, Devonta Booker, Micah Hyde, uh, Tony Jefferson wore it this season. Adrian Peterson wore it this year. Um, man, I really don't like this list. Ro- list. Robert Alford, <laughs> Patrick Chung, Darius Slay. Um, Rodney McLeod. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Pretty good. Slay, he yeah, had an amazing year. Rodney McLeod, yeah. Um, my favorite rookie, well, not my favorite rookie, that's Pat Mahomes. My favorite cornerback in this year's draft, uh, Marshawn Lattimore, mm-hmm. wears 23. Um, yeah, man, not really a great list. Akello Witherspoon, Terrence Brooks, Dexter McDonald, Bene Benwickery, uh, Brian wow. Hill. Okay. Nico Thorpe. I think you've gotten to the point where nobody Ladarius Gunter. I've heard of that one because I think Kean Peel did something with Ladarius yeah. Gunter in his name. So yeah, that's that's a we had a great couple of weeks, twenty one and twenty two. Well, the twenties are usually pretty popular numbers. You know, twenty three is kind of dead. I mean, let's let's look at some all time greats. Maybe hopefully that helps out. Troy Vincent, Patrick Sertain, uh, Mike Wagner, Quentin Jamar, um, Marcus Trufant, Arian Foster. Uh, for five years, wore that. Um, Paul Lowe. Devin Hester wore it for uh, seven years. Legend. Man, Ron Hall. Joe Hayden wore it in Cleveland. Willis McGahey wore it for five years. Oh, that was my boy. I Man, still, even not, you know, last week we had some huge names. Yeah. Not it's, too it's, much. I mean, there's some good names in there still. I mean, yeah, if you're a football fan, names. you know some of these names. You're like, exactly. oh, yeah, that guy was pretty good. You know? Exactly, yeah. There's, so, I mean, there's I enough. Guess, not really many household names, I would No, say, exactly. But some good players, soft Definitely. players. All right, so you ready to get into the topics? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. All right, let's do it. So, earlier uh, last week, I wrote <laughs> an article on the top my what I believe to be the top five quarterbacks going into 2018. Uh, and Blake apparently had some problems with it, or he just wanted to discuss it this week. So yeah, let's let's go. On. Yeah. Who are the top five quarterbacks in the NFL? So I now I want to start off with that I agree with the majority of your list. Let, let's let's just go through who. Let's okay. go through we'll your top, top four okay, real we'll, quick. Let's I'm say your top, top four. My, top four. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, see, I know what's going. 
My number one quarterback is Aaron Rodgers, which I believe everybody no should always have Aaron Rodgers as the number one player on their list. My number two is Carson Wentz. After his season last year, I think he reminds me a lot of Rodgers. I, I liked a lot of what I saw. His development from year one to two was insane, and he was the MVP frontrunner until he went down. Mm-hmm. Three, I have Tom Brady. I mean, he's getting up there in age, but there's really nothing to indicate that he's going to slow down next year. He's still playing at the top of his game, but I, I, he is turning 40 or 41 now, right? Is this next year's 41? Yeah, 41, I believe. And... I think he might take maybe a little half step back, so maybe we'll see some age, but I don't think it's going to be detrimental or anything. My number four was Russell Wilson. I mean, nobody asked more of a quarterback last year than Russell, and he almost got the Seahawks to the playoffs. I mean, he really did put the team on his back with offense. I mean, he's a dual threat that's very intelligent. He, he makes a little, he goes a little too much sometimes, maybe costs his team, throw a bad interception, or takes a sack and loses 20 yards or something like that, but the good outweighs the bad. Almost all the time. and Yeah. yeah. No, I agree with that top four. I think Wentz I would have still put behind Tom Brady and Wilson just because I'm scared it might have just been a one-year anomaly. Also, I, I think I'd have, yeah, I'd have Russell Wilson higher than four because, honestly, he did everything for that team. You know, he does have those bad plays, but I think that's more just because... Mm-hmm. So much is reliant on him that you know he kind of yeah. gets forced in this situation. I like think that. the real reason that I put Carson Wentz at number two and then Brady at three, Wilson at four, Brady because I think the age is the main reason that I put him there. And you do have and, this going yeah, in the next year. That's what I'm saying. Year. And the Wilson plays where he did throw those bad threes, they stuck out in my mind. And Carson Wentz, I mean, he almost had a perfect season going up into that last uh, week. He got hurt. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he made so many plays throughout the year. And I liked what I saw out of him in week one, so I or in year one. So I don't think it's an anomaly. I think he's going to do great next season. I mean, who knows, really? But I just really wanted to go Carson Wentz, show him some love after his last season. Mm-hmm. Not so, number five. Yeah, so so let me let me just you know put this out here. So Matt or Connor's um, number five. It is not Matt Ryan. Um, it is not Drew Brees. It is not uh, Ben Roethlisberger. It's not um, Philip Rivers. It's not. I understand it's not Philip Rivers. It's not Matt Stafford. Oh, it wouldn't be Matt Stafford. It wouldn't be Matt Ryan. It would not be Matt Ryan. It's not Cam Newton. And it would not be Cam Newton to me. The only one that you said there, and I honestly really debated it, was Drew Brees. Brees probably deserved a spot on this list. And once again, let me put this out there. I think Jimmy Garoppolo, who is number number five, I think he's going to have a great season next year, and yeah, I could have gone with another bland list and put Drew Brees and all the typical guys up there, but I'm going with something in my heart this time, a little bit of a gut feeling. Yeah, and I guess I guess the biggest thing that this is just his his ranking going into next season. Yes. Now, do I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a little too high on that list? Oh, yes, 100% probably. But, but, you know, just, I mean, some of the guys that, I mean, Matt Ryan, everyone said, you know, the, the offense was terrible the first 10 nine weeks the second half of the season Matt Ryan was playing better football than his MVP year and like statistic wise and also because you know he didn't have that great play call he was making better reads with the football um I guess my my biggest arguments against Jimmy and who I'd rather there instead um Matt Ryan Matt Stafford um I'm trying to think other quarterbacks in the league right now um I wouldn't put Jared Goff there Cam Newton is in a top 10 discussion for me. Um, if he's healthy, I'm putting Andrew Luck near there next season. I mean, but, um, that's big but if, that's, you know? that's, that's if, you know, I hope he is, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts? Right, so so this, I'm just going to defend him a little bit. Yeah. I'm going to defend myself. 
Now, is Jimmy Garoppolo probably earned that top five spot? Probably not. Mm. He hasn't played that. Yeah, I know Blake's making faces over there and everything. <laughs> but the thing about it is, I'm taking a leap of faith here, and I think that Jimmy Garoppolo definitely has the skill set to be a top five quarterback next year. And the reason that I think he's going to have such an accelerated growth rate as an NFL quarterback is he sat behind Brady for so long. He's been waiting for this opportunity. He's gotten a couple starts before he went to the 49ers. I know he hasn't lost a start yet, and a lot of people are going to get on the Jimmy Garoppolo hype train because of that. I was on the Jimmy Garoppolo hype train before the season started. Mm-hmm. I've loved this guy for a long time, and as soon as he came into the 49ers uniform and he started starting for them, and you saw the team magic around him, you saw players that aren't even that good. I mean, look at Goodwin. I mean, he becomes a number one receiver out of nowhere. The rest of the team is playing better. He's making throws. His intercep- Some of the interceptions he was credited for weren't even his fault, I don't think. So I just... I think he's going to change the entire team culture of the 49ers. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to make them a winning team next year. And maybe he isn't a top ten, five quarterback next year, but I believe that he will eventually reach this list. And I agree with that. I think eventually he's, you know, he's mm-hmm. one of these, you know, top five elite quarterbacks in the NFL. Um... I just wanted to to put it out there that on Pure Sports NFL account, um, we ran a little poll to see what the <laughs> followers thought, and sixty seven percent disagree with you. That's fine. Say Jimmy G, not top five. You had you had thirty three percent say yes, he is. There's some believers out there. So I'm there's a few you. guys there. I just seven starts. You know, he also is playing with probably the most brilliant play caller. <sighs> In the NFL, with not Kyle the most Shanahan. brilliant play caller. Listen, I, I understand you didn't you didn't get to see the full playbook that Kyle Shanahan unleashed, <laughs> but I, I understand you're going with obviously Sean McVay. Who are, okay, I just want to say because I've had the experience of seeing Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay as yeah. a Redskins coordinator, yeah. and I'll put it this way: there were so many times when Kyle Shanahan, I know he had more experience, gained experience from his Redskins experience or Redskins uh, stuff. But there were so many times when I questioned Kyle Shanahan's play really? calling. There was I've, I've I've been a known person to not back up Kyle Shanahan a lot of times. Oh. I think he has a lot of talent as an offensive coordinator, but I think he makes a lot of dumb decisions sometimes. Interesting. I do. I do genuinely think that. I think he's gonna. Be, I think he has a chance to be a good head coach, and I like his pairing with Jimmy Garoppolo. But I wouldn't call him the best offensive mind in the NFL. I would still go with Sean McVay in all honesty McVay. because Sean McVay, ninety nine percent of the time, I love his play calling. Yeah. with the Redskins. Kyle Shane, on the other hand, is trying to throw uh, RG3 back in the mix and throw, throwing complex patterns in his first couple games, doing things that you probably shouldn't do to have, do a quarter, for a quarterback when he first gets back after a huge injury. That's mainly what I based it off of. He was also working with RG3 during his tenure in Washington, which was yeah. a very hard thing to do for any coach at that point, knowing um, the injury history and the success he had his first year to the next year and the hmm. steps back he took. So I've not always been a huge fan of Kyle Shanahan, yeah. but I think the Garoppolo, Garoppolo is going to make him even better than what he actually is. And you know what's amazing is we get both of these guys, you know, going against each other twice a year yeah. for the it's next awesome decade to see. With, yeah. with young teams, young quarterbacks. So it's going to be amazing to watch. Um, definitely, They're definitely the top two, in my opinion. You know, you can debate one or two. I think Kyle Shannon is at least the second best um, play caller in football. Maybe you want to throw Doug Peterson in there, top three consideration with them. He definitely um, jumped up in my mind after this. Oh, yeah. After, after the way he yeah. called the Super Bowl was amazing. The playoffs. Um, general, the, yeah. yeah, the entire playoffs. Um, but, you know, I think um, they definitely have to be, you know, the brightest minds in football. Um and, and Jimmy Garoppolo has all the potential. That's we're let, getting back to where we were. Jimmy Garoppolo has all the potential in my mind to be a top five quarterback. I was just surprised to mm-hmm. see it after seven starts. Yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, it's just 
it's something I'm going with my gut. Like I said, I think mm-hmm. halfway through the season next year, and I think that people will start maybe thinking he's maybe belongs in one of these lists. Yeah. Who knows? Or he could just go out there and completely prove me wrong and be trash, and then I'll probably <laughs> be very upset and cry in a little corner. Yeah. But I am surprised about that poll. I wasn't unaware of the poll that oh, yeah. took place. Oh, yeah. I threw out a that's poll funny. as soon as I read the yeah, article. That's awesome. I'm glad you did that. <laughs> I'm surprised that 33% actually agreed yeah, with me. No, that's a little higher than I thought it would. Pretty high, yeah. yeah, that's that is pretty high. I thought it'd be more in the 10% range, yeah. but we'll <laughs> see what happens then mm-hmm. all right on to the next subject so we haven't really talked about free agency much this uh off season which current nfl free agent should teams go all in for i'll let you start with this one blake yeah i mean so when i thought about this i took away the quarterback position um, I, did I, too. I, I didn't want to really focus in on the quarterbacks obviously if your team is a quarterback away from you know making a deep playoff run I, I say go put your all, all your money towards you know a, a case key or not case Keenum Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins um, type of player, um, but I took him off the list. I also took off. I mean, obviously Le'Veon Bell is mine, it, it, but to like go I'm, all in for yeah, it? to go all in for well, that's gonna, mine too. I'll well, be honest. Well, no, I I went somewhere in a different direction. You know, okay. I, I I understand like Le'Veon Bell. I wanted to get more into you know maybe those guys that don't get enough love. And two of them on the the defensive line, Sheldon Richardson with the Seahawks and Ezekiel Anza, um, Ziggy Anza with the Detroit Lions. Um, you know, Sheldon Richardson was in a bad situation in uh, in New York with the Jets. Was traded to Seattle for a second round pick, and you know had a had a decent season with you know with a banged up defense. Um, Sheldon Richardson to me is still a young guy that can go out and get the job done. Um, there are several teams, you know, the pass rush position is is a desperate need for teams across the NFL. Um, putting pressure on the quarterback is one of the most important things that you can do in a game of football. And I think, you know, for the right price, for the right price, you know, Sheldon Richardson can be an impact player on your team. And then Ziggy Anza, kind of the same situation. He had a little bit of a rough year, um, so I don't know how much his value will go down in the offseason. But Ziggy Anza is still, you know, I think he's 28, I want to say, years old. He's around that upper 20s, still, like, probably in the prime of his career right now. Um, and I think he can really help out as a pass rusher, uh, as a defensive end. Um, one last guy that I think isn't getting enough love, um, and that is uh, Tremaine Johnson. Now, it hasn't been said, you know, what the... Um, what the Rams are going to do with Tremaine Johnson. They've uh, tagged him twice now the last two years um, with the Rams. A bright young cornerback. I honestly think he is in, you know, my top seven, top five consideration at the cornerback position. Ooh, that's high um, up there, man. Tremaine Johnson is, has undoubtedly been one of the best in the league the past few years. And so if, you know, if he hits the open market, it'll be interesting to see what the what the Rams do decide to do. They have to clear up some cap space, um, if they want to keep him and LaMarcus Joyner, who are both free agents. Um, but Tremaine Johnson can go down there, be a, a shutdown corner for any team, is a Pro Bowl player, um, and he you know, he has the potential to get paid like a superstar this offseason. Mm-hmm. That's funny you put Tremaine Johnson possibly in the top five cornerbacks consideration. I just actually did an article today ranking my uh, top five cornerbacks. You might have to bait that one at one point, too. I had some interesting names on there, I feel interesting. like. Interesting. So... We'll go on to my pick. I, I, I was 
I want to, I'm all in on Le'Veon Bell. I've been a huge Bell supporter this whole season, and I think that he can really just change the entire outlook of an offense if you just add this one playmaker. I mean, he rushed for 1,291 rushing yards, nine rushing TDs, 655 receiving yards, and two touchdowns last season. And people still say it was a down year. And it was when you look at his overall numbers. He only averaged four yards a carry instead of 4.9. I understand yeah. that. That might scare some people away. He also had a huge workload. I know this. Three or over three hundred and twenty. He had three hundred and twenty-one uh, rushing attempts and eighty-five receptions. That's a lot of wear and tear on the back. But it actually, if anything, it proved a lot to me that Le'Veon Bell can go through a full season after he had injury concerns earlier in his career. So I'm really glad to see that Le'Veon Bell had a full season. And honestly, running backs are not that expensive when it comes down to it because running backs don't get paid that much. I know Le'Veon Bell's asking for a lot right now, but he's gonna he's gonna realize he's not gonna get paid like a number one running back and a number two receiver on the team eventually. I know he's looking for some more security. That's why he doesn't want to do the franchise tag with the Steelers again. So we'll see what happens and where he ends up. But I think any team like the Redskins or the Buccaneers who just lost Doug Martin, any team that really wants to replace a workhorse running back or needs a workhorse running back to run behind a decent offensive line. I mean, he's a guy that improves your offensive line as well. So I think that Le'Veon Bell can go on to really any team in any system and fit in very well, and I wouldn't mind spending some money on that guy. Yeah, and and I guess my concern, and it seems to be the same concern in Pittsburgh, is what happens when you know we give him this five-year contract with a lot of guaranteed money and by year four and five, it's the classic tale of a running oh, yeah. back who can't stay healthy, and next thing you know, his career is just dwindled. He has, you know, declined. He, but the statistical numbers have declined the past season, um, and and just the the stigma is is that running backs over the age of thirty. I mean, besides from you know Frank Gore is you know the guy I can re- like see in the league is like okay, he has still kept up a thousand yards a season past the age of thirty. Um, I'm kind of worried about giving Le'Veon Bell as much money as he wants. You know, yes, I think players deserve to get paid, and I think they're severely underpaid, especially at the running back position. So I want a team to give him all the money because he deserves it, and he's been underpaid his entire career. But I'm still worried just of the fact that you know, running backs that it's the most dangerous position to play. It's 100 percent a stigma, and I understand yeah. it makes there is definitely merit to that stigma. Yeah, I mean the thing is, he is only 26 years old right now. He's still in his prime, and I think he has about three or four years of definite good production as long as he stays healthy, which is always an if with running backs. And if you're willing, if you're able to get a a bottom or a top heavy contract where all of his money is usually coming in the front and you have some options later in the contract, mm-hmm. that's a perfect situation, I think. I think that if you can get as much production and let's not act like there are there are thirty year old running backs that are out there that can still be productive. Yeah. And we talk about Le'Veon Bell being a generational talent and really changing the name of running. Mm-hmm. I mean there's no there's no definite sign that he's gonna deteriorate at age thirty, that's it. He's done. So we'll see what happens with Le'Veon Bell. He's just one of my favorite players in the NFL, and I think he can really just completely add another dynamic to an offense. And he's definitely worth the money, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. And and you know, like a a team is going to pay him if Pittsburgh doesn't decide to get it done, or if they decide to tag him. It'll be interesting to see what Le'Veon Bell chooses to do, um, because he has said he doesn't want to play under the tag. Um, A team in the free market will give him a massive contract because you know. He can. He's a game changer on the offense. He can do just about everything. Um, I'm just a. Uh, I I would be a little worried just because of you know recency bias. Seeing all these running backs not be able to do it past the age of thirty, 
of course, if he wants to be the, the trendsetter in the new direction, like, yeah, we can still do this past the age of 30 now, pay me, um, then great, I'd love to see him be that first guy to do it. It's just a little scary. Yeah, and that's three years down the line, too. I yeah. mean, he's going to be 27 next uh, next season, mm-hmm. and then you got a couple years. to. It's not like he's turning 30 this season, you know? You have some time to play with, too. And another guy I just wanted to mention that I think is going to come at a severe discount after what's happened over the couple months, and I'm not really afraid of signing for the right price, Malcolm Butler, honestly, yeah. he's he's a pretty good cornerback. As if I could f- sign him as a number two cornerback to a team for a good contract, mm-hmm. then I really wouldn't be that scared of him. I know New England, yeah, the way that he's parting ways with them is not a good look, but I, I, he did play in over ninety nine percent of their snaps. They obviously liked him at some point, and he did well. Bill Belichick is the master of devaluing his players so he can resign them for cheap. Um, You've seen it in a, in a lot of situations when his free agents are, are like, you know, set to make a big payday, um, he trades them away. Yep. You know, he sent away, you know, a bunch of guys over the last few seasons because, A, he didn't think that they were worth as much money as he was going to demand. And then, you know, he just, he, he he did this again, and it cost him a Super Bowl maybe. I know maybe. that's a, that's a, that's that's a we've talked a, about yeah, that talk, yeah. the other week, but... Um, it's really interesting. I, I, teams are still going to look after him, but it is interesting to, you know, I don't think he ends up back in New England. I think he doesn't want to be there, um, and that's unfortunate for the Patriots because they have a lot of needs and, you know, not the most um, cap space available. Um, Malcolm Butler, definitely for the right price, I think is, to, you know, still top quality. 15 quarterback. He's a quality cornerback. Quali- he's a quality cornerback. He exactly. definitely he's, he's he can be yeah. a number 1 cornerback on yeah. on plenty of teams. And he'd be a great number 2. I really I oh, I, I can yeah. see him as go and join a good cornerback. I mean, go over maybe I mean Arizona or someone like that where you already yeah. have an established great cornerback and then you make New, one of the best duos in the league. New Orleans. That's what I'm saying. He New almost Orleans, got traded Lattimore. to New Orleans that last year. Be perfect. If now he's alongside yeah. Lattimore, that's, yeah, that's a, what I'm saying. An amazing make a great duo. I mean, AJ Bouye and Jalen Ramsey. I know AJ Bouye is a great cornerback. And everything like that. Is he a top 10 cornerback? Probably, possibly. But with Jalen Ramsey there, I mean, then he is. It, yeah. it makes it elevates your play if you have another good p- player beside you. And it's the same we see with wide receivers sometimes. If you have another good talent around you, you don't have all the attention on you, and you can relax a little bit. Mm-hmm. You can have some. You know that somebody's there to have your back. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, so we'll go on to the next subject, which is which NFL free agent should teams avoid? And I'll go ahead and start with this yeah. one. Uh, I think Jimmy Graham needs to be avoided right now, and he's yeah, I do. Whoa. Are you a fan, of Jimmy Graham? Yeah, you're a fan. Of Jimmy? I'm gonna keep talking. Watching him this year, he dropped a lot of balls that he should not have dropped. He he had the ten touchdowns. A lot of them were for only a couple yards out. He's still that red zone threat, but I don't know. He only had 520 yards on the season. He played the full season, and there were too many games where he flat out just disappeared. And you can go ahead and blame it on the offense all you want, but I saw a couple games where he was disappearing, and it looked like he just wasn't even running out there. I'm not a huge fan of him anymore, and I know he was one of the premier tight ends in the league. I think he's a player on the decline, and I I don't see spending a lot of money on him. You go ahead and talk because I feel yeah. like you seem like a fan of Jimmy Graham. I, I'm a big fan of Jimmy Graham, and I think, you know, his years in Seattle have only gotten better. I mean, yeah, the numbers didn't look great this year. You know, his receiving yards were almost cut in half. Um, catch percentage was also down. But I, I think that that was one of the most poorly run offenses in, in all of football. And I don't blame that on the talent positions. I blame that on the coaching staff and health. Um one thing, how many games did Jimmy Graham play? So he's, he played in all 16, yeah, started and, in 13. And look that. at the games that he had, zero receptions or one reception. There were yeah. too many games well, where he was where he would disappear. disappear. And, and and I just think that there, there sometimes there, there's a fault in 
um, Seattle. They fired their OC. They, they're bringing in a new offensive mind, and I think that, you know, Jimmy Graham, he's getting there in age, but I think tight ends, it's hard to find top-tier tight ends, and I still put Jimmy Graham in that top seven range, in my opinion. Um, do I think at age 31 I want to dole out a lot of cash to him? No. Do I think a team possibly could? Maybe if, if a team finds you know it a right situation and they have a lot of cap space maybe they can guarantee it all in the first year or two yeah but um i still think that jimmy graham you know i don't think he's someone that teams should avoid i think he has all the makings of still being a top 10 tight end and especially when you've got tight ends that that aren't even available i mean you want to talk about your guy jordan reed i i wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole if he was in free agency because i just can't count on him to play in games at least jimmy graham is available. I mean, he's also had injury history, and he had a horrible injury two years ago, and we know that. He tore his knee. I think he dislocated his knee. He tore a lot of ligaments in his knee, and he struggled a little bit to come back from that for a while. But the thing is, I just, at this point in his career, I really see him. He's still a very good red zone weapon. There's no doubt in that. He can he can body up anybody. He still has those skills. But that's what I see in him now. He's not a great blocker. He's decent. But I, I don't see that many skill set. For for the price that he's going to command, I don't see that much. If you're willing to spend that much on a red zone weapon that probably is only going to be mainly used as a red zone weapon and you're not going to get that much out of him out, other than that. And like you said, there's so many tight ends that are just league average that won't cost as much. And I don't. I just don't see Jimmy Graham's value being that high. So, my, so just a comparison... Jimmy Graham has had one season where he played less than fifteen games. That's what I'm, I know. So he's been, a, he's but been it's recency to, too. But no, his entire career, and it was recent. What do you mean? I'm saying it was like two years ago, right? Uh, yeah, years. the 2015 season. And it was a he major. Played, he played in 11 that year. So I know. Started in 11 games. I know. So he's had 15, 16, 15, 16, 16. Oh, we're not 11, even comparing him to Jordan 16. Reed. Jordan well, Reed's a ridiculous. Jordan, Jordan Reed hasn't played 15 games. Did I say in his I wanted career. Jordan Reed? In no, free agency? no, because I wouldn't I want him either. I just, I think that. I think that, but people still consider Jordan Reed a top tight end in the league. Yeah. People are still like, if he can play, he's a top tight end. Yeah. Jimmy Graham has playing. is playing, and it's like, think about the top tight ends in the league right now. You know, one and two, you could put Gronk and Kelsey. Gronk also is never available. He, yeah. he always Gronk gets hurt. hurt. So yeah. the, the tight end position is so hard to find talent. What other guys would you put above Jimmy Graham right now? I do, yeah, obviously Kelsey. Kelsey. I would put Delaney Walker above Jimmy Delaney Graham. Delaney Walker, I, I, would, I have no problem putting him there. I would put there. Delaney Walker above Jimmy Graham. I might, <laughs> I might be stretching a little bit, and you might not like it, but I might put Kyle Rudolph above Jimmy Graham at this point in his career. Kyle Rudolph is a solid Kyle tight Rudolph end. had a solid year. I, he's I, had know, a couple I'm, solid I'm years. When he's in with the right corner quarterback, then he's very productive. And I think he has a couple more years of production. I'm just worried about Jimmy Graham, and I'm worried if someone overpays him, they might regret it. That's my worry with him. Yeah, I mean, I think because he I does he's... still command top tight end dollars because there is that talent still available, and he's, there's still the stigma that hey, maybe he shakes it off and becomes one of the most dominant. I'm just talking about from what I watched last year. There were yeah. too many drops on Jimmy Graham's part. Balls yeah. that I would like in New Orleans. He would catch that ball every time. That's what made him such a dominant force. There's a lot of plays where it just left something to be desired, in my opinion. Yeah, no, and, and, and I think a lot of Seattle fans can agree that there's a lot of times where, like, Jimmy Graham, geez, if he could have had 13, 14 touchdowns, maybe. You know, I, I think that Jimmy Graham is still a good tight end in this league. I'm just worried about someone overpaying him for the production. Yeah, and, I, and honestly, I don't think teams will overpay him. Um, he is 31 years old, so I think that, you know, I still think he'll get money. Um, because there is still like I I'd still consider him top seven tight end in the league, honestly, and and I'm not. You're playing, probably and not. And, 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 and so so I think that the tight end position is just 
so hard to find talent that, you know, I think just, you know, I if I'm a team and I'm like, man, you know, we have no tight ends. You know, there are a lot of teams in that situation. And, hey, we have cap space. I'm, I'm definitely making a call to Jimmy Graham. He's not a guy that I think I would avoid. Mm, I got you. I just yeah. think there are also some young talent tight ends in this league as well. I mean, oh, there, there's where I think Ingram, Ingram, um, Ingram Ingram, Ingram, Njoku, I mean, OJ Howard. That's what I'm saying. There's definitely, rookies, I yeah. feel like there's more athletic, as the years are going to progress, more athletic oh, tight ends are coming The position out. is changing. That's what I'm saying. The, position the tight end position is, is getting smaller. It's getting more towards saying. like Evan Ingram where it's speed. They don't yes. need you as much as a blocker. It's definitely getting saying. more like that. And I see if that keeps that trend keeps up, I don't know how much longer Jimmy yeah. Graham's going to be no, that's a top a seven tight end. No, yeah. That's a good point. I just... Yeah. I think in the in the market this offseason. It's definitely a good argument, and you can really make it either way. Yeah. Just from what I watched Jimmy Graham this year, that's what I was seeing. Mm-hmm. So, so what are we talking about again? Free the guy that we would avoid. avoid. Yeah, so you and go ahead and talk about I have about a guy yours. that, and I didn't ignore the quarterback position for this, and I have a guy that, for some reason, you know, is still being considered as a starter for next year, and that's Sam Bradford. Um, I keep seeing a whole bunch of, hey, where's Sam Bradford going to end up? You know, where's where, it, he could be a starter in this league. He could be a starter in this league if he had two legs. <laughs> Everyone, like, and it, because it, if he had two legs, you would get his week one performance for Minnesota this past year. He had an amazing first game of the season, but what happened immediately after that game? Oh, wait, he's got a little problem in his knee. We got to sit him out a week. Just a week. Don't worry. It's just a week, maybe two weeks. He didn't come back and activate it to the roster until the playoffs. That's how bad it was. Yeah. You know, people are saying, you know, oh, you know, the Vikings should, you know, you know, Case Keenum's going to demand too much. Let's bring back Teddy Bridgewater and, and Sam Bradford. You know what Case Keenum has that those two don't? Healthy legs. <laughs> you know, Teddy Bridgewater is also another guy in that same situation. I don't know if I'm paying him top dollar because I don't know what we're going to get out of him. He threw, what, one one pass attempt this season and it was an interception? You know, that's that's just unlucky. But, you know, I can't count on two guys. You know, one guy who has just come off two years of a, one of the most horrific leg injuries forever. And, and another quarterback who is a former number one overall pick who has never been able to stay healthy. And, you know, there are teams um, in the quarterback search, the Jets, the Broncos, the Jaguars, the Bills. Um, Minnesota is still in the market. Cardinals. That, that he'll get signed somewhere, but if I'm... I don't even want him as a backup quarterback. You're not wrong because it's, it, he, there's no guarantee he's going to be available as a backup. I know exactly. that. Exactly. I know that, and he, you're not wrong with that pick because Sam Bradford definitely has the ability to be a starter in the NFL. He definitely he does is, have the talent, talent, and I know you're not saying he's that. He's very talented. I know you're not saying that, it, and you're right. Uh, no other quarterback that comes to mind when I think of injury problems more than Sam Bradford ever it's since awful. he was with the Rams. It's just been a problem year after year. Yeah. He's always shown that potential, but uh, I think he had the one year with the Eagles where he did start how many games? 13, 14 games? I forget. Yeah. But that was the I think that was his most complete year maybe. I mean, he he's just synonymous with injuries. So that would so, be a good guy to avoid. So yeah, that's the thing. So he Let's take a look. He had 16 starts his rookie year. Mm-hmm. Um then you have he had 10, so he missed six games the next season, had that surgery. Started the whole his whole third year, but then it's seven, seven starts, zero starts. He got a year in Philly where it was 14. Yep. Then in Minnesota last year, we got him for 15, but um, and then he followed that up with two appearances um, this past season. So, you know, Sam Bradford is just a guy that, yes, the talent is there, but the, the, the amount of money that even – 
quarterbacks just demand. Like, like take for instance the Mike Glennon contract. You know, <laughs> you know he got paid some That's... money this past season when he was making fifteen a year. Too much. To yeah, fifteen a like, year for a guy who you hadn't seen start in years. So Bradford can demand some money. Um, but if I'm a team, I'm, I'm staying away from that because even if you want to bring him in on a backup quarterback deal, you know, the quarterback position, you, you know, the best quality for your backup is availability because you never know when your quarterback's going to get hurt. And, you know, if your backup can't be healthy, then you're going to the practice squad. You're going yeah. to, you know, the free agent I mean, market. The thing is, if, if Bradford is your backup quarterback, you got to have a capable third string. Maybe. Exactly. You have, you to, have to bring a third string yeah, around, have, too. That's what I'm saying. You have you to can, carry a third string to your You have to roster games. a third string quarterback yeah. because there's no guarantee Bradford's going to stay out there for very long. No. Yeah, he can definitely. go out there in one play and his leg yeah. will just snap. <laughs> you can't. It's like it's like Derrick Rose. Yeah, you just can't well, count man. on him. Yeah, there was one other guy that I wanted to mention. Doug Martin just got released by the Bucks, and I think anything longer oh. than a one-year deal will be a mistake. With I Doug don't Martin. want to see him playing. That's, it's been bad. It, two the past two years under three yards of carry. I think. It's so um, is the past two years. No, I think it was. Let me put. Let me check. I it think. Out. Yeah, maybe it was past two years. I don't know. The, the guy definitely. He's another guy that definitely has talent, but. What what Doug are you going to get out of him? Is it going to be the dominant Doug that he's had in two years, or is it going to be the Doug Martin that averages nothing? I mean, exactly. So the last two years, two point nine yards <coughs> a carry. He is either a fourteen hundred yard rusher, which is great, or he's a four hundred yard rusher. Yeah. And we've had twice as many four hundred yard rushing years as we've had the fourteen hundred. Yeah. His rookie year and in two thousand fifteen, fourteen hundred. But the other four years, he's been in 400 range. I mean, it'd just be interesting if someone signs him to a one-year deal and he just goes off. If I was that team, I, he goes off, send him somewhere else as soon as he goes off. Right, that's, that's he, me. He has like that's a great, what I'm like, He has a great year. I'm like, maybe games. I can get some trade value out of him exactly. or something. But I just, you cannot... If history repeats itself, he's not going to have a good year to follow up a good year. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, just, I don't want, you know, to sign a guy that one out of every three years yeah. is going to have a good Maybe year. I'll roll the dice if I have a couple other capable backs exactly. on my team. Exactly. Maybe he's one of those, like, maybe if you were, you know, a team like um, Philadelphia and you had three running backs, or if you had two and they made that trade for JHI, that's kind of what I would do. If I, have a, if I have a starting running back, a backup who's, you know, like a third down back, and I'm like, sure. Why not bring in Doug Martin on a cheap contract, see what we can get out of him? Um, then I'd do that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Definitely. Well, I think we need to get to our next subject yeah. because we've talked a lot about free agency, and yeah. we have a big subject coming up. So Blake's been wanting to do this for a while now. We're going to rank the college, the top five college quarterbacks. I'm going to let you start with this one. Yeah, so um, I guess I'll work my way from one to five. My favorite guy in this NFL draft and um, – is is Josh Allen from Wyoming? Um, he's he's a, a raw talent. He kind of reminds me of what we saw last year with Pat Mahomes, which maybe that's why I I have him at number one. Um, he's got the the best athletic ability from this quarterback class, in my opinion. He's got huge size. Um, he, he's kind of built like Ben Roethlisberger. Well, before Ben got you know kind of fat, but <laughs> oh, he, he's a pre chubby Ben Roethlisberger. Athleticism <laughs> kind of like Andrew Luck. Yeah, we are taking some shots. Sorry, Sam Bradford, sorry, ben Sam Bradford yeah, and we're calling ben out But um, Josh Allen's my number one. Behind him, I have Josh Rosen. Um, Josh Rosen's my number two quarterback. I think you know he's he he seems to be a lock to go in the top two, in my opinion, maybe top three if if the Giants choose to pass on him. I think New York is a great fit for him. He's my number two, and number three, I'm going uh, I'm going Baker Mayfield. Um, I have some concerns with Baker at number three. Um, 
I question, you know, the antics, his size. I like him. I think he can be a starting quarterback. He is going to be selected in the first round of this year's draft. He's most likely going to be selected in the top 10, the way things seem to be going. Um, I did a, in my scouting notebook this week, there, there are some reports in the NFL that they're not liking his whole use of social media. Um, as you remember, he posted on an Instagram live that he was like, get Baker to Miami. Or um, he tweeted back at a, another guy, uh, an NFL employee who, you know, questioned his size and his like ability at the pro level. So he, so he needs to stay off social media. He needs to make GMs like him because as we've seen, you know, when GMs don't like quarterbacks, it's tough for him to get back into the league. You see it with Johnny Manziel, um, who's attempted to make a comeback. Teams aren't going to want to sign him um, because he's a distraction. Baker hopefully isn't a distraction. So I got him at number yeah. three. At number four, and I I started this season thinking that this guy was you know shouldn't even be a starting quarterback. Number four, I've got Lamar Jackson. Um, I was not a fan of Lamar Jackson after his Heisman season. I said, you know, when a quarterback's number one ability is running, he's not a starting quarterback in the NFL. But this past year, he really developed his um, his passing game in the pocket. Um, he really improved, you know, his deep ball accuracy was great, and he still has that speed. Only concern with him is his size. I really don't like his size that much. He's really thin. Um, he needs to bulk up to be in the NFL, and of course, you know, that'll take away some of his speed and agility. But, you know, if he wants to make it as a quarterback and not make the switch to wide receiver like we've seen with some guys, you know, Braxton Miller. I think he has um, too special an arm to switch to wide he, receiver. He, it's and definitely been better. And then number, number five, and it's only number five because I don't think this is a talented draft class. It's Sam Darnold. I hate the talk of Sam Darnold as the number one pick at quarterback. It, it He probably, it, it seems to be that the Browns, for some reason, are going to take a shot at Sam Darnold, and I don't believe that's the right case at all. I think Sam Darnold is um, is the fifth best quarterback in this draft, but in other drafts, he's even lower than that. He has too many turnovers. He's unathletic, makes poor decisions with the ball, doesn't have a great presence in the pocket. Um, and, you know, it, it's funny to say top five and, you know, for him to still be in there, but that just speaks to, in my opinion, to the weakness of this quarterback draft class. Yeah. So you're done with your list? That's your five? Yeah, those, those are my right. five. So I'm going to go from five to one. The first guy on the list at number five, it's Baker Mayfield. And I don't really like putting him this low because I, I do like so – I, I talked to Blake before this. I like certain traits in all the quarterbacks. And the only reason I put Baker Mayfield here is because of the off-field distractions that he's been causing. And he has an average arm. And that's the only two I really want to get off him. Other than that, everybody likes to talk about the it factor of Baker Mayfield. He really is a fierce competitor. He throws his receivers open better than any college quarterback I see. He makes a lot of those tight window throws where you really don't think it's going to be a good completion. But then the guy ends up wide open because he threw him open. And I like that in Baker Mayfield. I think he's a fierce competitor. And I think if he gets his act together, he really really can make a really uh, be a really good starting quarterback in the league, and I think he can take a team and be a leader. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens with him. At number four, I have Sam Darnold. I mean, he he has the intangibles to be a good NFL starter, but he just looks a little clunky back there in the pocket. Right? To me. He doesn't look like he's got great mobility to me. Not at I, all. I I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna be a starting league. Maybe he can develop into be a decent <laughs> quarterback, but he doesn't really have it for me. I, I everything from what I've been watching. Number three. I have Lamar Jackson. I, I love Lamar Jackson. Really? I mean, like, watching him at Louisville, I didn't think he was going to be a great NFL starter either, but this year has proven me wrong, too, with a lot of the um, strides he's making his accuracy. 
but I think we give him a little too much um, crap for being undersized, first off. I know that's a huge um, quality that people don't like to see, especially like quarterbacks like RG3 that came out. And, yeah. you know, a couple years ago, it looked like the whole transition was going to go to this dual-threat type quarterback. And if people saw that it didn't really work out with Colin Kaepernick, RG3, the the read options has become obsolete yeah. in the NFL. What were you going to say? Well, the you know, only guy this? that's made it work is it's Cam Newton. And Russell and, Wilson. Well, Russell Wilson as well. Yeah, that, that's – that's yeah. I completely forgot about Russell Wilson. But the, the thing with Cam Newton, the reason Huge. it works is because he's massive. Yeah. He, he's fast, athletic, but he is massive enough. RG3, too small. Johnny Menzel, too small. Even Russell Wilson, he's been getting banged up. He doesn't have the size. Fortunately, he's got an amazing he's, arm. And he's smart. And he's smart. He's smart. He exactly. doesn't take he's as many hits with as much. It. That's what I'm saying. He's so smart with it. Exactly. And like you said, with Johnny Manziel, we don't know as much because, I mean, his off-field antics had as much to do with his um, floundering NFL career yeah. as his on-field. So... I think that we give him a little too harshness because of those dual-threat quarterbacks that are in the back of my mind. I mean, if you're going from a pure talent standpoint, I think Lamar Jackson's the most talented quarterback I've seen in a while. When it comes to arm strength, his ability to run, he runs like a running back. He reminds me of Vic more than he reminds me of anybody because RG3 was pure speed. Lamar Jackson's making people miss. Exactly. I think Lamar Jackson's a tremendous talent, and if he goes into the right system with the right quarterback or coach that can keep him protected, then I think he has a good shot at being a good quarterback in this league. Number two, I have Josh Allen. Uh, after I know Blake's been hyping up for a while, and I really sat down and I watched his tape, and I saw a lot of things that I did like in Josh yeah. Allen. Obviously, reading the reports and everything about him, he's got some growing to do. He's going to have to mm-hmm. develop for a while, maybe sit behind a good quarterback, maybe in New York or something like that under Eli. I think that might yeah. be a good choice. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 there's a lot to like with Josh Allen. He has an absolute cannon. He has a great arm. Some of the throws that he makes on the run are special, and few quarterbacks can generate that. And I think he has a good shot to be a star in this league. My number one is uh, Josh, uh, Josh Rosen, UCLA. I like the scouts say, once again, he is the most NFL-ready quarterback, in my opinion. He's really comfortable in the pocket from what I've seen. I heard there's a couple of leadership problems with him. He has a bit of an attitude problem, yeah. possibly, mm-hmm. and that definitely hurts him his stock a little bit. But he has some fluid passes. He's definitely accurate with the ball, and he has the capability of making any throw the NFL has to offer, and I think that he can help a team immediately. And that's really why I have him at number one, because mm-hmm. I think he'll have the most time. So that's my list of it. Yeah, no, I like that list. I'm glad, you know, the, we see the top We, we two. immediately saw Sam Darnold. Yeah, we, we knock on Sam Darnold, which is great. I, yeah. You know, I'm glad that you agree with that. I, I'm not a big fan of him at all. He, if you're not a comfortable at the quarterback position at the collegiate that's level. That's what I said. That's actually something I had written down immediately. Yeah. I saw that he was questioning his own confidence. And if it's, you're not going to have confidence in the college level, some, the NFL is not a place to gain confidence. Exactly. And, and like, some of the cockiest guys are the best guys in football. Yeah, Tom 100%. Brady. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is a little cocky too. You know, saying, they, the guys that know they're Ben good. Roethlisberger. Yeah, exactly. exactly. If he has to question his own talent and his own mm-hmm. decision making, he is not meant for the NFL. I love that we agree on Josh Allen too. I, I mean, yeah. I take I put Josh Allen. Um, I think his intangibles and his you know athletic ability is what pushed him over Rosen for me. But Rosen, I have no problem with being um, the number one quarterback well, in this class. This is what I was to say about it because I was really going to look at Josh Allen completely because. Uh, just hearing how good an arm... I don't usually like the big quarter um, arm quarterbacks coming in the NFL because I think that can make their draft stock go up a little too much if you have, <laughs> like, the best arm in the draft class. 
watching the plays that he's able to make, he's got a lot of athleticism, and he yeah. can make that arm work because he's able to get outside of the pocket and do some things that mm-hmm. other quarterbacks in this class aren't going to be able to do. Yeah. He reminds me a lot of Stafford. If I had to pick any quarterback that I thought, yeah, no, I that's think a, that, that's that arm talent, point. that's what I've yeah. been seeing out of him. Mm-hmm. And I think that he could develop into one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. So, Oh, definitely. Yeah. I, you know, he's one of those guys, like if, if you said, if he ends up in New York, you know, gets to work with Pat Shermer, mm-hmm. learn underneath Eli Manning. Maybe um, sit a year or two, and that would be a good thing for him. Yeah, it. definitely. I could see that with Rosen or Allen. Um, my biggest things with um, destinations for these guys, Rosen and Darnold, unfortunately, you know, some of these top picks are, you know, playing in some pretty crappy weather conditions. So if I'm, yeah. if I'm a team like the Cleveland Browns or the New York Giants, I might favor Josh Allen, who played in Wyoming, opposed to, you know, these two California guys who Rosen. spent their, you know, their yeah. lives out in California. And, you know, uh, a team who apparently, you know, might be trading up for quarterback Buffalo, another guy you're playing in, you know, terrible weather conditions, I'd much rather Josh mm-hmm. Allen, you know, who can who's weather tested than these mm-hmm. other guys. I don't, well, the only thing about Buffalo is they really don't have a quarterback right now. I don't oh, want to no, see Josh not, Allen thrown out there immediately. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, maybe York, he's capable of doing it, but usually I like to see him wait a year. I would yeah. like to see him wait a little and, bit. And it'll be interesting to see where they go in some of these teams in free agency. Um, with these top picks might take, you know, just a veteran quarterback, you mm-hmm. know, for a one to two year gap. If Cleveland brings in a guy and it's not a, you know, a top guy, it's not a lot of money, you know, they're going to take a quarterback mm-hmm. that they think, you know, needs a year on the bench. Like we saw with Pat Mahomes in with Andy Reid this year. I think Cleveland, if, if they brought in just, you know, a, a mid-level guy from this free agent class, let Josh Allen sit under for a year uh, New York's got that perfectly set up. They That's have what I want to see him go. Have, That's right. Yeah, like yeah. Well, I don't want to see him go there because I'm a Redskins fan. That's true. But he at the same could, time, I feel like that's a good really situation. really develop yep, in New York there. 100%. That would be nice. He's got a young receiving core. Yeah, that, that seemed like the place that would be best for him right now. I, nice. Once again, with the, going back to the Buffalo thing, too, I don't know. McDermott kind of scares me with quarterbacks after what he did with Peterman. So he just threw him out yeah. there. And, you know, Maybe he's getting I think, that was, rap, I think like, that was also really forced a lot by... Um, by management, management has never been a big fan of Tyrod, uh, and that might just be McDermott in his first year. Is like, all right, I got to make these guys happy about at least one thing. And you know, maybe McDermott saw it, put him out there. He was like, sure, let's yeah. let's, let's let's let management see what Nathan Peterman has. I hope that's what happened. Because I, I, I think McDermott um, is is a great coach. I mean, that team has yeah. no talent. He took him to the playoffs. He did. He did. Um, but you know, maybe maybe he makes some questionable calls at quarterback. We'll see. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see, we'll see what happens with that. On to our final subject of the day, and we're going to start making this a weekly uh, subject for us. Biggest draft needs for every NFC East team. Mm -hmm. So I'll let you start with the – let's let's work our way down. We'll go with the Redskins. You go first. The Redskins. All right, so for the Redskins, um, when I think about what they – I mean, their biggest – draft need is someone with, you know, legs, someone that's healthy. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, with Washington, I guess I'm going cornerback corner um, because, that pick. because you know, you just traded away your best slot corner, one of your best corners. Rashad Breland's a free, a free agent. agent. We're probably not going to sign Probably him. not bringing him back. Or... And you still have um, Josh, Norman. Josh Norman had a, you know, a little bit of a decline. It's a bumpy year. Yeah. Um, so I definitely think that bolstering that secondary um, – for me, it has to be on the defensive side of the ball if I'm the Redskins, no matter what level. Um, linebacker, who knows what's going to happen with Sue Cravens. Um, there are some solid linebackers in the 10 to positive, Jim, too. So, so, so hopefully, hopefully he makes that yeah. return. I, I mean, he had a great yeah, start he, to his yeah, career. Yeah, he did. Um, and then maybe just some depth on the defensive line. For me, in Washington, it's all on the defense. Because you did trade and you're paying Alex Smith, you know, you've got a couple running backs. Um 
wide receiver I'm a little shaky with. Maybe you need more of a possession guy that's like a solid possession guy, um, maybe as your number two. Um, but, yeah, I, if I'm the Redskins, I'm going defense, maybe best available. Mm-hmm. And, um, for my top picks, I had interior linebackers, one of our number one. Yeah. They're probably losing Zach Brown to free agency, which I, also, really, yeah. I really hate to see because he had a good mm-hmm. year for us, and he definitely made a difference. We signed Mason Foster back. Yeah, he's so a big hitter and everything, but he's not as talented as Zach Brown. Mm-hmm. He's not as athletic. So I definitely think a young, athletic, middle linebacker type um, player would be definitely great to have. Cornerback is one of them. Running back I want to see. I want to see us get a running back. It's a stack running back class, so Do I want to see You something. want him to make that a first-round priority or, like, in the, in the mid I'll be honest. If the right running back fell to us in the first round, I mean, I'm talking about the right running back. It has to be one of the top so two So, you know, it would be Darius yeah. Geis. Yeah, Darius Geis. Yeah, Geis, Geis or basically. Saquon Barkley falls. No, I'm oh, just joking. Man. I'm he joking. That, that would be incredible. Well, we, Josh Allen fell to us last year, and that yeah. was awesome to see. And guard was another position that I want to see because we're probably losing Sean Laval, who's been a long yep. uh, starter for us for a while, and that wouldn't be a bad pick either. So, I mean, and I saw some people saying that we might need defensive line help, but when Matt Ioannidis and Josh Al- or Allen were both on the field last year, they were very disruptive. We also have great pass rushers, and Smith made a good jump last year. Ryan Kerrigan's always steady. Mm-hmm. So, the Redskins really need to focus on the defensive side of the ball, like you said, and I, I want to see them bo- boost up our secondary and our interior linebackers the most. That's what I want to see. Yeah, and there's a couple solid, um, it, when speaking back on what I thought my base need was cornerback for them, you know, there are a couple guys in that mid-first round. What pick do you guys have? You guys I think we have 15, we're around 14. So. 14, 15. Yeah. I think, you know, by then I think the number one, the number one defensive back, um, Mika Fitzpatrick will be gone. Derwin James might be gone at the safety position. Um, but Denzel Ward and Josh Jackson are, you know, my top two locks at the cornerback position. 13. You're at 13. Yeah. So I think you can snag up if, if one of those two, Denzel Ward or Josh Jackson, is available. I think, you know, that's the direction you move in, um, putting someone alongside Josh Norman. Um, either of them have, have first-round abilities and can be a starter day one, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So we'll go on to, let's do the Giants next. New York Giants. The Giants. And I'll go start with this one. Like we said, quarterback is the number one I want to see the Giants take this year. Mm-hmm. I think taking in the first round, get your air right now. Eli Manning's on the end of his rope. I think he maybe has one year, two years max of production. And really get him to start training in a quarterback for the future. Also, offensive line, you need to be able to protect him. I know Eric, Fla- Eric Flowers is still out there next year. Uh, something needs, somebody needs to be fired. If they lose Justin Pugh, it's it's yeah. the worst line yeah, in football. That's what I'm saying. He's the if only one on that Pugh. offensive line right now that I, I would be like, okay, that guy's pretty good. He's a good starter. Everybody else on the offensive line, they can go offensive line all day. That's my two yeah. main, main two. Uh, the defense, it's still pretty good. They could use some linebacking depth, exactly. and that's what I see from yeah. them. But besides, outside of that, I think they need to focus on offense on this draft. Yeah, and that's and that's a funny thing because we talked about, you know, in my opinion, the Redskins need to go defense. The the Giants need to go offense for me. Um, their defense is is set. It had a bad season, but I also think that was because they're playing with a really bad offense, and there was just so much dysfunction with the yeah. coaching staff. I think their defense is going to be back to being one of the better units in football next season. Um, they've got talent on every level, basically. Um, the offensive side of the ball, they're set at wide receiver. Best young receiving core in football, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. One of the best, at least. Yeah. Um, you know, number two pick, you're in prime position if you, if you want to take Saquon Barkley. That's what I was thinking, too. It instantly it, improves your offensive line. I mean, yeah, exactly. He's one of those guys, like you said, with Le'Veon Bell. Your line is better That's when you I'm have saying. a freak of nature mm-hmm. at, at the running back mm-hmm. position. Um, the Giants don't have much cap space, but um, if they, you know, decided to make a few cuts here and then, here and there, there are some top guards available. 
um, in the free agent class that maybe if they want to go and get one of those guys or maybe the top tackle in free agency, then I'd draft Barkley. Um, quarterback, like you said, I have no disagreements with. If I'm the Giants and I'm not going quarterback, and maybe the Browns also choose to not go quarterback and Barkley's off the board, I'm trading back a few spots and I'm taking Quentin Nelson. Yeah, uh, the that's guard what from Notre Dame. Too. You know, yeah, a trade back situation. Um, you know, maybe trade back to five or six, take Nelson there, um, and you'll get some added values in another draft pick. But, you know, offensive side of the ball, guard, quarterback yeah. for the future, or Saquon Barkley. And the thing with running backs like Saquon Barkley, I'd say David Johnson, Zeke, and Le'Veon Bell at this point, those are my four. Uh, it's so rare to find a running back that makes the offensive line look better. It's usually the offensive line making the running backs look better. Yeah. And for to have that, it makes your quarterback look better all around. So, Saquon Barkley would not be a bad pick for the Giants at all either. No, but I would like to see him take a quarterback in the first round as well. Yeah. That's my main thing. So on to the Eagles. I'll let you go first on this one. Yeah, the Eagles. I mean, talk <laughs> about a team that is. You know, we talk about the Giants who aren't set at offensive line. The Eagles are just perfectly set up at the offensive line, and that's you know a big key to them winning the Super Bowl the past year. So no, no touching up the offensive line. I'm not touching up basically anything on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. Um, Top, one of the better young tight ends. We didn't even mention Zach Ertz earlier when we were talking oh, about Jimmy Oh, we didn't. He's, a top he's, better, than, he's better than Yeah, Jimmy I'm taking Graham him over Jimmy Graham, too. Wide receivers, you got depth there. Nelson Aguilar had a great second year. Yeah. Defensive side of the ball, I'm because you're picking at, what, 32. Yeah. I'm going, you know, linebacker, depth, cornerback, you know. Yeah. Um, That's the only two I can have. Honestly, their team, their team is great at all yeah. levels. Their secondary improved vastly over the second half of the season. They got a... Oh, they got a linebacker hitting free agency. That so I'd say linebacker is like my number one. Like yeah. go and fill that position. I mean, I literally have secondary question mark right now with my right. Eagles. My Eagles. If you want any proof on how good the Eagles are, I mean, just go look on Madden. Look at all their overall ratings. They're all like nineties overall. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous They're how much shy. depth they have. Uh, they could use a if they got a stud cornerback. Then I mean, it's over. I mean, I don't know what else you can really do yeah. with this team. Uh, I mean, they have some linebacking depth. They have Kendricks, and they have some good li- uh, linebackers back there. So the Eagles, they're pretty much adding on to their stockhold of good players. Right? Yeah. I mean, like it's it's just adding depth. Yeah. If you can get one of the top cornerbacks in the first round, yeah, I'd go there. That's where um, I'm going. And then middle rounds depth on the front seven because that's one of the most important things in football is yeah. having depth there. That's about all you can say for the Eagles. Yeah. One of the Cowboys, um, uh, the worst team. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the Cowboys are in a weird position. Um, I actually was watching uh, Colin Cowherd today. He said that Dak Prescott was the 14th best quarterback in the NFC. Colin Cowherd said that Dak Prescott was the 14th best. There were two quarterbacks he said that he was better than, and that was Case Keenum and um, Drew Stanton, technically, because Stanton is with Arizona right now. So... Oh, okay. So, so out of out of NFC okay. you saying the fourteenth best yeah. out of sixteen. I was Okay, so, I thought you were about to. I I thought so I, I, I saw that today, and I was like, that's that's really interesting. Um, he did I, have a really down year. Am I going to say that you're taking quarterback in the first round he's after not going after to. getting yeah, not going I don't to. even think you should yet. No, there was a lot that happened in Dallas. If I'm if I'm the Cowboys, you're you're basically you're tagging your franchise tagging Demarcus Lawrence, um, and you don't have much cap space. I'm going secondary and linebacking court. Basically kind of the same thing um, that uh, that we said for the Eagles. And, you know, maybe they need another receiver, maybe a younger tight end. I have um, receiver on here. You have receiver on there, yeah. Because, I mean, who knows what's going to happen with Dez right now. There's a lot of talks that they're going to release him. Cap casualty, yeah, That's what yeah. I'm saying. And if Dak is really their guy, Dak and Dez don't really flow, in my opinion. No, they don't have great chemistry. So if Dez Dak is your really, man, huh? He hasn't really 
flowed well with, with anybody, anybody because Dak is not that great a quarterback, and that's what I've, had, I've said for a while now. Yeah. Now, is he a terrible quarterback? I don't think he's a terrible quarterback, no. but if they're really going to make Dak their all-out franchise guy, obviously I had quarterback, but I know they're not going to actually draft exactly. another quarterback. Dak is going to be their guy. They need to get a receiver that hopefully Dak likes and that they can kind of develop together because Dak doesn't really, besides Zeke, who's a running back, who can only do so much in the receiving game, Dak doesn't have that one-two combo. And Jason Witten is kind of a security blanket still. Yeah. How many more years does Jason Witten have? Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, I we talked about how I don't think this is a strong quarterback class. This is an even weaker wide receiver class to me, honestly. Yeah. Um, uh, Ridley, uh, Calvin Ridley from Alabama is the number one receiver, in my opinion. I think he's gone by the time Dallas picks, and that would make it Cortland Sutton or someone like that from um, the, you know, if they're going wide receiver in the first round. Um, you know, I just think, you're, I think they're losing um, Anthony Hitchens this year. Um linebacker set to hit the free agent mark. I don't think they have the cap space to bring him back, which is unfortunate because he's 25 years old and, and was a, a solid linebacker. Um, secondary, they had some nice draft picks in the secondary. Um, so, you know, wide receiver, if it's one of those top guys, um, if not getting a linebacker, getting secondary help. Yeah. Yeah, the, the second. I mean, they lost so many secondary members last year to free agency. So, yeah. I mean, they're still reeling for that, and to get, just add more depth to it. I know their young cornerbacks made some strides and everything, like yeah. all young cornerbacks do. But just adding more to that, and eventually the problem will fix. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly. Well, I think that's all we have this week. Unless you want to add anything. Yeah, no, that's a good. That's a fun episode. Um, as always, you know, head over to PureSportsNetwork.com. Uh, um. I put my scouting notebooks out there once a week. Uh, me and Connor are doing our first mock draft on there tomorrow. Connor has been doing, you know, top five rankings of positions, so make sure to check those out. Follow us on social media at Pure Sports NFL at Gold to Go Podcast. Um, you know, like us, share us, follow us. Um, you know, email us if we want to get any, you know, uh, draft questions in there, any NFL questions. Um, NFL Editor at gmail.com. Um, that's basically all I have. Yep, and uh, we'd love to connect with some of you guys. If you ever have any questions or just want to talk some football, we're more than welcome to talk. So we'll see you next week, guys. Take care.